Ours is a Theory is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of Ours is the Fury. My name's Ryan, and I'm with... Kendra. Tim. And that's it. No John this week. He went to visit his parents. I guess he has a family. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, pretty good result. 2-2 two, two draw with Minnesota. What, what? I would have taken it, I think, if you would have told me we could escape that game with a point before it. I would have taken it. Every day of the week. It's pretty, pretty good. And especially at home, um, it was really nice to see two goals. And um, the, the second goal kind of came from behind, so it was a really nice way to end the game. So it kind of almost felt like a win. Yeah, so we'll get into uh, the goals and how they happened and how offside they were and everything <laughs> in a moment. But uh, maybe, Tim, you want to just uh, run us through the uh, starting lineups? Sure. Heiser uh, and Nets. Surprise. And Keeper. You didn't know. Uh, Non-defense, uh, Obasi returned. Uh, Timbo Alves and Balchan. And on the midfield, it's Steele, Roseboom, Bailey. And up front, Hayworth, Vered, and Paolo Jr. Yeah, it's uh, it was like another 4-3-3 that we saw similar to the game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar style of play that we saw before, too. So Correct, yes. I, I found it... Found it nice, a nice change. Um, are you happy with the change, you guys? Yeah, I think it works a little better. I think having that, I guess Roseboom drops back a little more. Is more of a CDM, and he's a little, he's able to help out uh, Alves and Timbo a lot more when the two uh, halfbacks are going forward. Do you think when Porter's back, that we'll still see the same formation, or will they do the wing back attack? Um, it's tough to say. I think I like Porter. I think. We missed him, but uh, I think they'll keep it the way it is. I think it's working. Yeah, success. What do you think of the formation change, Kendra? Uh, I think it worked really well, and there was a lot of movement up the wings, so I think that worked very well. And um, yeah, I don't see them changing too much going into Minnesota, or sorry, not Minnesota, <laughs> Edmonton, because uh, last two games have been working quite well. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a positive change. Yeah, same mall, same different mall. town. That's all. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> true. True, true. So let's talk about goals, goals, goals. Goals, goals, goals. So the first one was uh, was by our favorite player, uh, Ramirez, Minnesota United. He stood up long enough to score a goal. Tim, do you remember how it happened? Uh, yeah, it was off um, a corner. It was played into the box. Uh, kind of a 50-50 header won by Minnesota. It happened to fall to Ramirez. He was wide open by the net, who puts it in. Yeah, I think that was Timbo's Timbo's man to cover, right? Like, Timbo was the closest to Ramirez? I thought it was Obasi who was supposed to do this. Okay. more to the left. But he was more to the left. When a guy scores seven goals on you, you might want to mark him. <laughs> Everyone should know where he is, yeah. Please do your homework on Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. If there's one player in the NASL that absolutely murders us every game, it's him. So why he got left open... Like that is a little, a little frustrating, but yeah, that was the only goal in the first half, and Minnesota controlled most of the possession. I think it was like sixty forty, and uh, I think Ottawa only had two shots on net after the first half, and Minnesota had five, so they kind of dominated in the first half. Minnesota did get the next goal, but accounted for Ottawa. <laughs> Does anyone remember that goal? Uh yeah, uh, the goose are not the goose. Young. Yeah. That was mixes up. Uh, the he MD. kind of just found a lot of space down the left and he was definitely crossing it and it just kind of hit off Brodsky's arm, I guess, and took a wild deflection into the net. Which I didn't even know when I went in. I'm like, are we cheering? <laughs> What's going on? 
Yeah, the stands seemed kind of like, uh, is this counting? What's going <laughs> on here? Yeah, I saw the Minnesota player objecting and yelling at the referee. I'm like, so is he asking for a penalty? Is that what's going on? Like, what's his objection? Because he was saying, oh, oh I, I think the objection was there's a player down on the field. Oh, shocking coming from Minnesota. I know. Yeah, I believe it was Ramirez. He spent about half the game laying down on the field. And after he scored the goal. That's, why, it, that's why he has so much energy. He's always resting. <laughs> that's I good find tactic. it frustrating. Like, Minnesota, they're a big team. They were, I think, a little bigger than us. I think oh, a little bigger, more physical yeah. than us. They play physical. They play, I wouldn't say dirty, but they're physical. But you put a hand on them and they're down on the ground. They are the They're fluffiest. rolling around. Yeah. I've never seen a team with players lie on the ground as long as they do. I haven't seen a team in North American football, like any division, uh, go down as easy, be as whiny for calls. Like it's definitely a part of uh, their culture of their team, is to play what I call negative football. Like yeah, that. it's uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. So I was uh, I was happy that goal one one, and everything was looking good for fifteen minutes until how do you say this guy's name? Spees. I always called him Spears, but I guess it's Spees. Spees. Uh, it was actually quite a nice goal. Um, and this time I think Alves was the guy not covering his man. Yeah, I think, I guess Alves was kind of right on top of him. Just, he just kind of didn't win it. Hit it in. I thought, I thought the cross was a little deep in the six yard box and maybe Pizer should have got it, but he didn't. And it's, it's kind of frustrating when it went in it was kind of like, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go again, Minnesota. And it, and I thought they were probably going to hold on because it was the 75th minute when that goal went in. And then 90th minute, 91st minute maybe? It was after the full. And, and I wasn't sure how much time was added on. It was three minutes. And then De Jong got the equalizer off a beautiful Paulo Jr. pass. Yeah, uh, bad. I wouldn't say a bad bounce, but I guess Andrew Hawk, the Minnesota keeper, misjudged it. And didn't come down with it and just kind of drops it there for Paolo Jr. <laughs> on a silver platter to put it right into uh, De Jong and tie the game up. And, and I was complaining earlier in the game that none of Paolo's passes were getting through. And he was holding the ball too long. Mm-hmm. And you guys really let me know <laughs> that, that was Paolo <laughs> that made that pass. And I was like, that's good. I, he had How many completed passes? Did we look it up at all? No. It's it's definitely under five, all game. But but yeah, he made the one that counts. And yes, he was there when it counted. Yeah. So two two draw Minnesota, and they're acting like like oh yeah we we got a point on the road. Isn't that great? It was kind of like the official official stance from their team, and I, I thought it was like a huge like loss for them not to walk away with three points from that game. Yeah, I don't know about their team, but I. I, saw, I read a couple of articles saying basically that we were super lucky. All our goals were really lucky. We we're, were getting destroyed in that game. And I'm like, I, oh. are we watching different games? Because, I mean, we. I guess both goals were a bit uh, fortunate to say. But, I mean, I still had a wide open net that he missed. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember a lot of other Minnesota chances other than the two goals. Yeah, we had a lot more chances. Maybe our goals were more scrambly, but we I thought we controlled the game very well in the second half. And, yeah, there was quite a, quite a few more shots from us than from Minnesota. In the second half? In the second half, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought some of the substitutions were, were strange. Is, is Varad carrying an injury, or he came off at halftime? Like, I'm, I'm glad De Jong came on, obviously, because he got the two goals, but I thought that was a strange substitution. I don't think he's injured. I think it's just a matter of, I hope it's just a matter of uh, fitness. I know he signs late. I don't know when the last time he played competitively was. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's always being subbed off. But I don't think he's injured because, I mean, I mean, all game when he's on the field, he's just chasing down that ball. And he's sprinting all over the place. And yeah, he's definitely one of the more aggressive mm-hmm. forwards. So I think it's just a matter of just getting his game fitness back. Um, also, Doug Leash mentioned in the post-game press conference that it was kind of a uh, tactical move to to kind of change a few things at halftime and try and uh, you know get 
control of the game. So he, he kind of switched things up and in that substitution. So there was that too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I just had kind of had to question some of the subs and what was going on there. Um, we had a, a long-time listener write in. He was sitting behind the bench. And he had some insights about about it. Um, Kendra, do you remember any of the that conversation? It was it was basically talking about uh, Eustachio thought he was going on at one point. There was a little bit of miscommunication, and it kind of, uh, I think it seems to stem from the fact that some of our players don't, uh, English is not their first language, and last year this was not a problem because um, Mark Santos speaks um, French, Portuguese, Spanish, and English very fluently, um, and of course Paul Dalglish does not. So um, there's a lot of Mauro... Uh, coming in to translate for people and there was confusion because um, the assistant coach Martin Nash called Mauro over and Mauro thought he was going in but in fact he was supposed to be um, translating for oh uh, like translating for like uh, like the tactics to yeah to someone them. who else was someone else who was going on so um, it seems to be a little bit uh, I don't know kind of um, scrambly on the bench sometimes. Yeah, so you're talking about the 80th minute sub, Yeah, the right? Oliveira for uh, for Bailey oh, sub. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, overall, good game, good good attendance, 4,300. 4, yeah, bit of a dip, but uh, I think that's that happens every year. Um, somebody yeah, was good atmosphere. Beautiful day. Yeah, somebody was saying that the Fury are the only ones up year on year in attendance. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I was... Indy's a little down. They're not slotting out every game now. And Jacksonville's down. Yeah. And oh. Cosmos are down, of course. And Fort Lauderdale's uh, super down. For, uh, yeah. What about the Railhawks? Railhawks seem to have pretty strong attendances. Yeah, I, but year on year. They they always average around 4,000 Railhawks. Okay. So, yeah, so it's good to see. The next game is uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, I guess today, what? Today, I guess. Today, if you're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> so get ready to go to the game tonight, 7 p.m. Or the game was yesterday. And you, you missed it. Yeah. Always always check your podcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, very good. I'm, I was, I'm glad. I'm, I, I'm with you, uh, Tim. It's, uh, I'm glad to get the point out of this. I was surprised. I mean, considering how the Fury season started and how well Minnesota's played and how stacked really Minnesota is if you on paper if you look at it that yeah it was a really good point um they fix a lot of the problems they've had early on in the period anyway um and it looks really promising going into the Voyagers at Voyagers Cup this next couple of weeks and uh, beyond that and yeah yeah it's exciting it is exciting any final thoughts on the game Kendra um, no, it was just a really fun, fun game to watch and fun game to be at. Um, but yeah, I agree with Tim. Like, uh, I think, I think the changes are good. Like I was worried that after the first four games on the road, um, you know, Doug Leach might stick to his, his, uh, his original formation and, and try to keep that going. But I like the adjustments that I'm seeing and, you know, he's adjusting and the team is adjusting and it, it seems, uh, seems really positive. So we're on the up and up, I think. Yeah, results always get people in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever, three losses and a draw, and, you know, and now a win. Ryan's and a draw. more positive now. <laughs> more positive, yeah. That's I'm, why we're not doing the podcast like crying. crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kendra, you were uh, downstairs and you captured some audio after the game. Yeah, so right now we'll hear uh, reactions from head coach Paul Dalglish and also from uh, Marcel de Jong and Pizer as well. So here it goes. Well, I think we showed them a little bit too much respect in the first half. You know, the, the, they, they, their bench probably cost more than our entire squad. Um, but it, we, we've got to, you know, we're at home. We, we've got to make sure that we, uh, we've got to make sure that we, we play our way. At home. Talk about the emotional roller coaster out there. You come, you come out strong. You tie the game. 
you give up a goal late, and then as you said, a minute into extra time, you, you, you tie the game again, which you know, a couple of late goals. So what, what was that like for you on the sideline? Yeah, it's huge, but that showed like we we work really really hard, uh, you know, on, on our fitness levels, and, and we you know we plan training so that we are strong, um, so we are strong in the final stages of games, and I think you, it takes time for that to, to start showing. But I think in the last couple of games we we've scored late goals, uh, and that shows you kind of the, the the training regime that we've we've implemented is starting to bear fruits, uh, and the strength that we're showing at the end of games now compared to at the beginning of the season is night and day, and that's that's gonna that's gonna be even even bigger um, come the end of the season. What was the plan with Marcel De Young today? He was injured a little bit and uh, practiced a little bit by the end of the week. What yeah. was the plan today? Was it a plan that he was coming in the second half? Or? No, no, it was, you know, Adan's a, a really good player, um, but I just felt, you know, we, we had Marcel on the bench and just wanted to make, thought Carl Hayworth when, when we switched him to the, the striker position um, was excellent in the first half, you know, we caused him problems and, and as I said, I thought he was brought, brought down when he went 1v1. Um, we wanted to keep him central. Uh, so we looked at it at half time and we thought, you know, Marcel can give us something on that left hand side, nice balance with him and Paolo Junior uh, on either side. And so we decided to make the change and I'm lucky for us, uh, Marcel came up with the goods. For you, what was the most important thing that you wanted to change at half time? Uh, uh, on the offensive side, it was, it was really just knowing when to counter um, and knowing when to secure possession. That was that was the main thing for me because I think when we possessed at the end of the half and we, we were calmer in possession, um, we, we picked them off. Um, and and the other thing, you know, on the defensive side, we wanted to release Lance Roseboom a little bit to help the uh, to help Steele and Bailey in midfield get pressure on the ball because I felt in in the first half their midfielders were able to drop off without pressure and get on the ball and we had three three players really against Ramirez so it was important that we, we just kept two for one with Alves and Timbo against Ramirez and then released Timbo to help the midfielders and you know that's what we tried to do. The way the goals were scored today, uh, deflection and then uh, yeah. mishandled by ball by the goaltender, do you feel like you're stealing points away this weekend? Not really, no, no. because Steele had an open goal yes. that he missed, Paolo Junior had a 1v1 that he missed. Um, you know, uh, not at all. You know, okay. all goals count for one. All Dennis Jin puts it in the top corner. You know, but if, if you look at if you look at our, our stats up until the last few games, we were one of the leaders in shots. The problem that we've had is that we haven't taken our chances. Okay. Um, so it all evens out. Well, yeah. yeah, I think maybe maybe we're starting to maybe we're starting to take our chances now, and we're starting to get into the swing of things in this season. Edmonton's up next. Yeah. What are you looking forward to getting another shot at them? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we we were. That was the most disappointing uh, performance of the season. Really, I thought we we were very flat against Edmonton. So we can't wait to put that record straight. Will you put out a top squad against Edmonton? Sure. Yeah. In the young way, we won. We won Vancouver here. Yeah. Uh, you know. So we we've never had an MLS team play at TV Place. Mm -hmm. So we want to make that happen. You talked about changing your game plan on the road a little bit to adapt better, but when you're going to Edmonton, an away goal can mean a lot in a two-legged tie. So what, how are you planning on uh, on playing your game when you go out to Edmonton? Is it going to be a lot more offensive? Or? Well, no, I think if you look at us at the moment, we're, we're pretty complete. Um, I know they, they scored a goal, goal from a set piece uh, from a second phase, you know, and then uh, you know it was a, just a cross into the box. I think I don't think Minnesota had. I don't think Pies had too many saves, and I, I can't remember. I think they had, they didn't have too many chances. You know, I don't think Miami had a chance. Pies never had one save in the game against Miami. So I mean, we we can we can go with the same mentality. Uh, we can go with the same mentality we've been playing in these last two games and keep it consistent. And, and I think we, you know, we uh, we'll be fine. And hopefully we, we should have the Guzman should be available Dennis Chin was on the bench today but wasn't available he got a yeah I felt something in training yesterday yeah, okay. so it, you know, obviously he would have been nice to bring on today um, but wasn't available um, Cal Porter should be available for that game as well and so I think we're, we're almost at you know without Bruno and, and uh, Cal Venter we should be at full strength for that game 
Just one last thing on Marcel. Uh, he came out at halftime, scored the goal. Is there any plans to sign him beyond the spring season? I don't think we can afford him, no. to be honest. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's an international level player in the prime of his career. Uh, the only reason we got him was because uh, he wanted to sign a short-term contract, so he was available for the for the international transfer window when it opens. So. Uh, well, we'd love to keep him, but I think it's going to be very difficult. Quite an ending to the game. Yeah, feels like a win, uh, especially when you're scoring the last minute. Um, but I'd say I, uh, when uh, we scored uh, the 1-1, I, I thought they're not, never going to score again in the second half. But I mean, yeah, and then they scored it, and I'm like, oh, come on. But luckily, uh, yeah, we scored in the last minute, and that feels actually good. A misplay by their goalie, and the ball comes across for you. What are you thinking when you see the ball come across? Everybody's just all over the place, and... Uh, it was so hectic, and I just uh, thought, uh, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'll go for it. And yeah, luckily, he came. Good pass from uh, Paolo. So, yeah, it's good. Looked like momentum really shifted there. Uh, they control probably the first half for the most part. You guys come on in the first half, and in the second half, you really showed what, what this team could do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the uh, first half was not our best half. And then, uh, yeah, I think we did uh, some tactics, and uh, we changed it up a little bit, uh, put more pressure on their. Uh, on their, uh, their defensive line, and uh, I think uh, yeah, they showed a, a completely uh, completely different half, and uh, I think that's what we needed. And uh, what were you trying to do on your first goal? <laughs> no, I saw Carl uh, going for it. I saw the going across it, and yeah, luckily uh, it was a little bit luck. But I planned a little bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it was a it was a handball. Though. I don't know if the ref called it or saw it. But, I mean, uh, yeah, he touched it with his hand, and yeah, keeper was a little bit out of place. I think. Are you 100% uh, fit, would you say? Um, yeah, this week was the first week uh, that I uh, <laughs> that I uh, trained uh, fully, almost fully. Uh, no problems. Sometimes I feel a little bit, but I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I'm getting there, uh, yeah, 100%. Does the success of the past couple of games, does that bring confidence into the dressing room and onto the field? Uh, you guys maybe getting a feeling now that, uh, you know, we can do it? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I already told before um, a couple of days ago. Like, if you start the season like with four home games, it's completely different. You start with four away games, and and then you don't get the results that you want, and and it's tough. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, so far we show that home uh, home games are is is, is, is in our favor, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's important for us, and hopefully uh, we can get some uh, get some more results and. Uh, <laughs> get some more results and uh, yeah, get this going and uh, prepare for the next season. Your contract's up at the end of the spring season. What are your plans? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I like it here, of course. Uh, my family just got over here, come up, came over, and they li really like it too. And uh, but, I mean, uh, yeah, contract is till uh, end of June, but uh, yeah, nothing is for sure. So we'll see what happens. Are there any negotiations going on at all, or are you? No, not really. I mean, uh, yeah, when I, when I signed you, I said this just for four months. But then obviously, uh, things changed, things changed. And uh, yeah, like I said, I like it here. So uh, I don't know what happens. There's a chance? Yeah, there's always a chance. Yeah, my daughter likes it. Yeah, you <laughs> like it here, huh? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's spring with it, and there is slime on. Yeah, slides, <laughs> huh? Lots of slides. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And it's bumpy. Bumpy. <laughs> bumpy, yeah. Um, one, last, one last question. Um, going into Edmonton for the Voyagers Cup, what does that mean to you and the rest of the team? Um, yeah, it's a different comp uh, different league. Uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, the, the, this is the fall season, right? Well, we're playing spring, spring, just spring, yeah. Spring, yeah sure. <laughs> so spring season, yeah. Of course, it's not for us. Uh, we're not gonna not gonna win it anymore. So this is an extra extra competition for us uh, to maybe get a prize and uh, yeah, come as far as possible. But it's gonna be tough. Uh, we saw it uh, last time in Edmonton. It's gonna be a tough game, but uh, yeah, luckily uh, the second game is at home. So uh, that's uh, that's a positive thing, I think. I'm guessing for you, a wide range of emotions. Uh, your team plays really well. You tie the game, they go up 2-1, to one, and then uh, at the other end, uh, a tie game very, very late. What are you thinking when you're standing at the very far end watching? Uh, it was a fight. We, we didn't come very well in the game. Concede a, a goal on a, a corner kick, the second one in six games. We might have to, to think about that. And then uh, the guys uh, stand up, fight, run, 
and uh, we get the equalizer. I think we can say the 2-1 the moment in the, our best moment. We were actually on top for Minnesota. We were closer to get the 2-1 and win this game. We can say a 2-1. And uh, yeah, because we never gave up, because uh, we, we believe in us. Uh, yeah, we, we take advantage uh, from, from the mistake and, and score. Like Marcel come in, he believe it, uh, cross one time, goal, second time he goes, throw his body, make a 2-2. Two -two. So like uh, last week, we saw that the people who come from the bench uh, makes a difference. That's really important because that's uh, show everyone that we have a, a good uh, team spirit. And uh, yeah, we, we start uh, not so well the, the championship, but, but now we show that we are a team and we get results. Minnesota came from three good results, so it's very important for us. How do you keep your defenders um, focused through the whole game with the different ups and downs? Yeah, when you play against Ramirez, Pino, Lang, you don't have, uh, you know, like you, you cannot relax one second because they uh, are yeah, top scorer from the league several years in a row. Lance, Lang, it's, it's, they are very good. Pino was MVP. Ramirez scored at 20 goals. So you know you cannot relax because uh, they're going to take advantage for every small mistake. You see it on the corner kick, so the 1 0, Ramirez was on the right spot. So yeah, you have to stay focused, and uh, that's very important because if you concede the 2-0 or 3-1, you know that the game is over. I have to say it in English. Thank you guys for coming to the stadium. Last year you helped us a lot, and I told that uh, several times, and today you were very important for us again. You can find us on Twitter at OITFury, Facebook, or email us directly at OurSissyFuryPodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, great interviews. Uh, there's some interesting things in there. Uh, the De Jong contract. Mm-hmm. Seems that uh, Coach doesn't know if they can keep him. De Jong wants to stay. We'll see how that unfolds. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Uh, any other interesting facts or tidbits in there? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, if uh, if the listeners notice anything, you can always or always catch us on Twitter. It's uh, OITF Fury. Be interested to see if uh, you know you get you get those little hints. So, what happened in the NASL this week? We're gonna go through the scores and just some uh, things that happened. We'll talk about uh, how awesome Miami FC is. <laughs> oh, poor Miami. <laughs> what what games did you watch this uh, week, Tim? Watched uh, Indy Eleven at FC Edmonton. Were you one of the only people watching? No, I think that attendance number's wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because was the game in Edmonton or was it in? It was in Indy. It was in Indy. Oh, okay, so it's probably ten thousand. Yeah. Not one thousand. Yeah, uh, you know, good game for Indy, but also good away game for Edmonton. Uh, Janicki scored for Indy pretty early on in the twenty-second minute. And uh, Keegan scored this uh, beautiful header, looping header. Yeah, that's the thing right now, the looping header. Mm -hmm. A lot of those lately. It's <laughs> the trend in soccer right now. <laughs> it's the uh, same thing. Game pretty even. Uh, I think uh, draw is deserved. Uh, uh, Patterson played 62, Ruby played 74, and Fowley played 90 for all your ex-Fury needs. <laughs> and Indy 11 are still undefeated on the season. Shocking. Who saw that coming? Oh, Shocking. Seriously. Are they the Leicester City of the NASL? <laughs> uh, they could be. I mean, they're. I mean, how New York, Minnesota, and Carolina are playing down these last few weeks. They definitely have a shot at the spring title. That's how Ottawa did it last year, right? We went twenty-four games without like losing. Mm -hmm. A lot of draws in there, and that's what Indy's doing right now too. So, uh, another game uh, was Oklahoma City and Jacksonville. Uh, score was one nil for for Ray OKC, so it's nice to see them get a win, I guess. But it's also I'd like to see them lose so we can move up on them in the table. Is this their first win of the season? No. No. No, they they won yeah. early on in the they season. Miami. Oh yes, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, Miami's the only winless team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so and good attendance at this one. Over five thousand. Over five thousand. Yeah. yeah, was this one in Jacksonville or Oklahoma? Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and then not so good attendance, yeah. right? I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. I mean, they haven't been playing well these last few weeks, but I would imagine that a new team with Rayo and all the players like Sam Rez that they had that would draw it a little more. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. 
And Rail's pretty stacked. Like they have Robbie Finley, who a lot of people who follow MLS would mm-hmm. would know. And uh, he came off the bench, right? And he got a goal. Yeah, he played Samaras, got the goal in the 70th minute, and uh, no looking back. So this is kind of good that Jacksonville's on a losing streak because they're coming. They're coming to see us at the end of the month. They have. I was actually looking at this, their schedule, and they haven't. They haven't been playing well at all. But their schedule coming down the stretch is Minnesota, us, Indian, Carolina on the road. Like they're all they're on the road. This yeah. is a big road trip for them. Wow! Yikes! Yeah. So oh, it's good. Tough for Jacksonville. Good. 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 Yeah, Richie so, Ryan played 90 minutes. Probably you uh, would. score. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a player tracker, kind of like Canucks Abroad, but for former Fury players. <laughs> and then I can find out where Donatelli is. Fury Abroad. <laughs> Fury Abroad. <laughs> so what are some other games that happened? Uh, Carolina Railhawks and Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Railhawks lost this one, actually, at home, which is surprising. Surprising. In their fortress. Surprising that Fort Lauderdale won. Against Carolina. That too as well, yes. Um, pretty good attendance though, 5,500. Um, not bad. Um, but the big news in this game, I thought, was Nana Atacora scored a goal. All right, that's uh, the former TFC defender. And he's been bouncing around. He was in San Antonio last year. Yeah, he had a bad year last year. He had a very bad I think, year. I think everyone in San Antonio had a bad year last year, just kind of. Unfortunate that he's kind of in the middle of that, but it's nice to see him bounce back with the with the strikers and you know play some meaningful football. And that was also another connects abroad uh, uh, tidbit for you guys oh, yeah. as well. So yeah. this uh, knocks Carolina out of first place, right? Because the Cosmos beat Miami FC three nil. Yep. So because Fort Lauderdale, they had this big burst of scoring. They scored three goals in the first half. Is that right? They scored three. Scored three goals in thirty minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's true. I read that. I wasn't sure if that was that really happened. Yeah, wow. Firing. And uh, uh, Brian Schreiber for Carolina had this like really nice diving header, but uh, too little, too late. Huh. So, so Cosmos beat Miami. There was a really great Nesta quote. What was the quote? Does anyone have it? Uh, I'm not going to do by? an impression of it, but. Can you do an Italian we accent? We didn't score one goal. Defense was no good. Midfield, no good. Everything, no good. Every, <laughs> I want a shirt with Nesta's face, and it just says those lines, that exact quote underneath. <laughs> we scored no goals. Defense, no good. Everything, no good. Yeah, Miami's looking uh, no rough. Good. They're looking no good. I think they're going to need to make some changes during the, uh, between spring and fall, but... Hashtag Miami FC, hashtag no good. Oh, <laughs> poor Miami. And I have to say, I was completely wrong. I said Miami would be a, one, a surprise expansion team. and Well, they might be in the fall season, depending you, on what they you do. You lo- look at them on paper, and it's a good team. They're bad. I remember seeing a, a photo. I didn't see the game, but I saw a photo of uh, them defending a corner, and I think there was three Cosmos players sitting in a box, like, just completely unmarked. Ouch! It's like kid soccer type stuff. And uh, defense was no good. (laughs) (laughs) So what what do we have for uh, Fury track or Fury abroad uh, things? Oh, temporary rowdies. I didn't play, so Tommy Hyman did not score. Right, and Mason Trafford he played. Mason Trafford, yep. But he's playing no good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's part of the defense. And defense. He played a full (laughs) ninety. Well, yeah. So. That's what's happening in, in the NASL. Kendra, maybe you can just uh, run through the standings quick for us. Um, at the top, we've got New York, uh, Carolina, and Minnesota United. I don't think there's any surprise there. The three strongest teams in the league. Um, they're really close, though, in points. We've got 12, 12, and 10. Then in the middle of the pack, we've got Indy 11, FC Edmonton, Tampa Bay, Rayo, OKC, and Fort Lauderdale. Everyone's kind of like within a point of each other, sort of. Um, nine points, eight points, seven points. Um, and then down closer to the bottom, we have Ottawa Fury in ninth place with five, Jacksonville with four, and Miami with only two points at the bottom of the table. But it's important that, like, Ottawa's played six games, so's Miami, thank goodness, and Edmonton. But there's a lot of teams that have only played five games. 
So like like Minnesota could actually be in first once uh, New York and Carolina get their bye. So it's possible like in the next three weeks. The, and there's only four more games in the spring season for. It's so quick. It's too quick. It's so quick. Yeah, I mean, look at if you look at the standings and who the Fury played. We played the top five teams and the bottom team, so we still have a lot of games to go with, between teams that are below or just slightly ahead of us. So I think there's a lot of ground we can make up. So, like, how many points could we get with four, four times three? We can get twelve points. Seven. So that put us seventeen. Yeah, we we could do a top five finish. It's possible, but that's assuming we get all wins. Yeah, all wins, and and Minnesota and Carolina, you know, drop some or Indy drop some. Plus yeah. we have Voyagers Cup games, but we have buys. That's true. Uh, what else happened in the NASL? Is it's a little bit of news this week. Uh yeah, I think um, the NASL is looking to get back into Atlanta. Oh, what? What? There's a group called the Atlanta Sports Connection, and they're looking to bring back the Atlanta. I don't know if it would be in the Silverback um, kind of club or name, but they're looking to build a stadium, and they have an NWSL team there, and they want to share stadiums. Yeah, the new expansion team for the NWSL is uh, the Atlanta Vibe. Yeah. So it'd be interesting if they shared a name. <laughs> Both yeah. teams called the Vibe. I don't know. I know they would they would win for worst name in the NASL. Probably mm-hmm. worst logo. Yeah. And you know, that's that's a hard competition to win. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. It's nice to see I think a lot of there was a lot of uh fans who were not really happy with Atlanta leaving. And the NASL, I don't think they're too enamored with the MLS coming in. Yeah, there's room. There's definitely room for when when you're talking about the size of these teams and they're averaging six thousand a game. Like there's room in a city the size of Atlanta yeah. or Los Angeles or Chicago or Boston for for that second team easily. Um, what is this pro pro rel week? It's I've been seeing week. this. I've seen this all over Twitter, and I, I honestly don't understand. Is we're supposed to talk about? Promotion relegation, or is it the European Pro Well Week? And no, it's like Mental Health Week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You mention it once or twice, and you forget about it once a week. <laughs> Five cents gets donated to the okay. <laughs> Promotion Relegation Fund. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so it's Pro what, like in Europe, right? This is for Europe. This has nothing. No, this is uh, for this for is, North America. This is North America. Yeah. There's a movement. I guess, yeah. I don't know too much about it. I'm, I am one of those people in favor of ProL, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that this week. Okay. But I don't usually do. Okay. So the dream is that the NPSL and the NASL would work together someday to have promotion relegation. Yeah, I think, I think the giant hope overall is that every uh, league and every team in North America will have the opportunity to play Div 1 if they can. Hmm. Seeing how, you know, the Leicester story is pretty huge this week. Hmm. Yeah, Division 1 being MLS? No, Division no. 1 being Division 1. Well, yeah, but, I mean, the way that well, MLS is structured, like... But you can have two Division 1s. Yeah. So, like, two... Two, two leagues. parallel leagues. Yeah. Sort of thing. So you have, like, a, you have... You have a system with promotion relegation, and then you have the pyramid scheme business of MLS. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. So I think that's the idea from what I read, like you know, in the last few years. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, speaking of new teams, uh, the Deltas, San Francisco Deltas, they seem to like be putting. They're starting to cross the T's, dot the I's. Uh, they hired uh, someone from South America, right? Yeah, they hired a, a Brazilian named Jose Carlos Brunoro. 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 Actually, a very famous uh, pro volleyball player. Of course. Can but you has, name another famous pro volleyball player? Um, there was a beach guy. From like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I had it in oh, the, the. Oh yeah. I had it in the video game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember his name. name though. <laughs> but uh, he has worked. Uh, 
with uh, Palmieri's, Boca Juniors, and Benfica. And he also is doing some administrative work with F1. So he's more like in the background setting up a new a new team. I read it. I yeah, read it's him. kind of like, I guess he'd kind of be like the Peter Wilkes. Okay. I read a Medium uh, blog post and saying that he's had success everywhere he's gone in South America and and everything he touches has done pretty well. Well, so. he did coach Brazil to a silver medal in the 84 Olympics. Was that in soccer or volleyball? That was in volleyball. Oh, okay. That makes more sense if he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm a pro volleyball player. I coach Brazil and soccer. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to see San Francisco kind of doing stuff. I think I think it'll be a solid franchise, and yeah. especially if they're right dead center in the middle mm-hmm. of San Fran. Like we've actually walked through that neighborhood, and it's yeah, it's quite a place to have a soccer team. Uh, so is this true? This Cosmos friendly game? Yep, it has been confirmed. It's been it's real. It's happening. It's real. So who are they playing? Ivar. Ah, La Liga. La Liga. Okay. Are they still in La Liga, or have they been relegated? They are twelfth in La Liga. Oh, they're 12th. pretty okay. They are a small team, like small money wise, and perhaps uh, their city. But I mean, they're twelfth place. Like I, I feel like the Cosmos are just gonna get creamed in okay. this game. Like, Let me put on my tinfoil hat for a second. They're playing Ibar in Las Vegas. NESL has been trying to go into Las Vegas. Uh, lots of La, La Liga connections, lots of Spanish connections in the last year with NESL. Do you think maybe another smaller Spanish club will be putting a team in America? I don't know. Um, I would like it to be. I would like the NESL to grow, and but I don't know if that's really feasible I... considering the Rayo KC the Rayo fans didn't really like weren't too happy with the move to OKC but I don't know yeah but Rayo fans are a particular bunch right yeah but Ibar is kind of the same situation they're kind of like a smaller team like do they really have the money to expand I kind of saw this as like a Cosmos uh, deal of like look how awesome we are we're playing a La Liga side that's what I took it as but, oh, okay and I don't I don't think that they're going to do very well <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, no, no. I don't no. know if anybody has, you know, followed La Liga very closely, but yeah, no. uh, it's, uh, they'll put That's, they'll probably put out their reserve squad, but. Uh, speaking of new teams, Puerto Rico FC signed somebody new. Somebody, I don't know, uh, Rudy Dawson. What do we know about this guy? Uh, he used to play, he's Costa Rican, he used to play internationally for him, uh, youth internationally for him anyway. And, uh, yeah, he's a defender. He's a 28. So he'll be playing with a former Fury player, Oliver, and Soria. Mm-hmm. Defense mates with Soria. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like we know we know players on every team because they used to play on our team. Fury abroad. Or they, or they <laughs> score on us, like the Shrivers or Ramirez. And, the, yeah. and uh, we do have a section called Ottawa FC News, but it appears to be blank. Because not much is happening. Uh is that just some injuries? the way it is, yeah. or is that we because have... we don't have actual reporters reporting on this team? Well, well we, we yeah. do have some injury yeah. updates. Um, Chin was carrying a slight injury in the last match. However, it's been mentioned that he will probably be fine for the next game. Um, Porter will be back, and oh, Julian de Guzman will also be back for the V Cup tomorrow, or today, whenever you're listening to this. Um, uh, only Bruna yeah. and Venter are still really out with long-term injuries so, so. bruna's long-term eh? that's too bad because i thought like he was it, yeah. he showed the most quality mm-hmm. in the first few games he yeah really I, think, I think i think the the offensive forwards kind of miss him i think they're a little i think they're a little too disjointed i think they haven't really played a full game where they've worked really well so when we're talking long-term are we talking like weeks or are we talking like fall season uh, Venters is quite serious, I know. Yeah, Venters I'm, out for the season, like, full year. Bruno, I don't know. I haven't heard, like, a super detailed update on him. I'm not sure. I'm okay. not exactly sure. But I know it's, like, kind of longer term in injury. Like, not, like, he'll be back next week. It, it won't be like that. It'll be maybe a few more weeks, I guess. Okay, well, we'll try to find out some more for next week's show, which we'll probably do early, considering the 
the Voyagers Cup games and how they fall on Wednesdays. So you'll have another episode after the Edmonton game to... Uh, you're getting an episode next week. You're getting an episode, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had a question for the listeners. This one got a lot of feedback. Did it? What? Yeah. I didn't even see it, tell you the truth. What was the question? <laughs> the question is, what should the Fury concentrate on? Making a run for the V-Cup now or setting up a shot at the NASL postseason? Oh, okay. I did see this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you want to start us off? Sure. Vincent Rowley at Vincent Rowley answers, would love to see them play against an MLS team at TD Place. So I would say making a run at the Canadian Championship. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that'd be huge. That's we've been saying that the last two seasons. You, you get Vancouver in there, and then after Toronto or Montreal, like, be huge for soccer in Ottawa, and also maybe like, draw that line in the sand, like stop those Toronto jerseys and Montreal jerseys from being in the stands when they're actually a team we play against. They're actually yes, yeah, that's something I think needs to change culture wise. Uh, what's the next uh, question? Or next answer? Uh, Matt Hawkins, Matthew Hawkins, M. Hawkins 2, says, uh, Voyagers for history and opportunity, plus it's our championship. Um, I I really love the, the Voyagers Cup. Um, it's, you know, a chance for, um, obviously, to get into the Champions League, but um, definitely for history as well. Um, and, you know, it's something that the supporters have, you know, created and supported along the way, and... It would be really symbolic for us to, uh, you know, make a really good run in that as well. Yeah, and, uh, and other teams have won it besides the Montreal Impact, <laughs> and and Vancouver didn't really win it. Let's be honest; they just got awarded it because there wasn't a tournament uh, because of the changes in Concacaf. But like Calgary Mustangs have won it, like you know, and like Toronto Lynx, you know. So like the Fury can win this competition; it, it can be done, and hopefully. It'll get open up. Uh, what are some other uh, answers? Uh, name cannot be blank. Answers. <laughs> would love to see the V Cup. Would you love to see us in the V Cup semis? The home game versus the Whitecaps before a big crowd would raise the club profile and put money in the bank. That's yeah. right. Money in the bank. I can still. Yeah. How, what, what do you think would be a, an attendance? Guesstimate on it. It'll be, it'll be a Wednesday game, right? Yeah. So Wednesday, I'd say like eight thousand. Really that much? I was gonna say seven, if it, especially a Wednesday game. Whitecaps though, right? So the Whitecaps yeah, don't have as yeah. much presence here. I did see the Whitecaps play in Edmonton <laughs> once, and and it wasn't it wasn't against FC Edmonton. It was against the LA Galaxy, and that was like forty thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, but that was. Galaxy, maybe not yeah. white caps. <laughs> it wasn't the white caps, yeah. But like, it was just I, there was a lot of white caps fans there, though. But yeah, um, John Fury, Fury in Ottawa says making the next round of the V Cup would be another great first for a young club. Yeah, well, it's also time we made it. Mm, like, that's true. This is the third third shot at it, and it's done. It's we have to make it this year. It's getting a little embarrassing to lose Edmonton on, on these games that really matter. Mm-hmm. It really makes talking trash with the Edmonton fans harder if you <laughs> to them over and over again in the V-Cup. Um, Darren in Ottawa repeats the sentiment. Uh, V-Cup for sure. Hosting Vancouver on TSN would be huge for this team. Yeah, and seeing the team on TSN. like We've seen them on BN, and it was just like so beautiful mm-hmm. and wonderful. And then to see that you know, people are going to be in... Saskatoon or Thunder Bay or, or Gander, Newfoundland, and they're not see the Ottawa Fury on TSN. I, I think it's good for people in Ottawa to see the Ottawa Fury on TSN and go, what is this? Has this been around? How long has this been around for? <laughs> good point. Uh, Alamo City, I think that's someone from Austin, maybe, eh? uh, says V Cup, quicker only path to the CONCACAF Champions League. And that's the bigger picture. Champions League, you get a team like I don't know, Club America or like Cruz Azul coming to Ottawa. Think how huge that would what? be. Yeah, that would be crazy. So that's why I that's why I really value this tournament, the Voyagers Cup, and it's because of the Canadian angle. That's a big part of it. But it's also like our path to play like teams from Mexico and like be a part of world football. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just exciting. Maybe I'm dreaming a little too much with this team that we have this year. But you got to you got to dream a little bit. 
and Jordan answers they should focus on a good string of results. Spring season has 10 games and they can handle 12. So I think he's kind of in the middle. He's going a little middle ground. He's going on to his little fence sitting there. Saying it's safe. Should, I mean, but I mean, it's it's uh, plausible. I mean, I think we don't have to put all our all our investment into the V Cup. We can actually kind of spread it around and do well in the V Cup and do well in the spring and then later in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last one uh, from Martin Burt uh, at OVTC six says the V Cup. We've been to a soccer bowl, but never played an MLS team, which is true. Um, the bye week helps us, and Edmonton have a tough travel schedule. This is the best chance yet. Plus, if we can beat Edmonton, Whitecaps aren't playing well and will be focused on their league performance. It's true. It's true. We have a chance against the Whitecaps, and, and Edmonton got past the Whitecaps, and they played Montreal and got robbed, right? That's Yeah. So if they can do it, we can do it. So We can get robbed, too. We can get robbed, too. We can get screwed over by a referee calling a penalty in the 90s. Second minute or whatever, ninety fifth minute. We want to get Concacaf. <laughs> Just let us Concacaf. It's we're it's we're old enough now. Um, so we had a listener question. It comes from Craig. He says, "Team now gelling, both for Ed and Dejong or Dejong. What do you guys say, Dejong or Dejong? Dejong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe lost due to short contracts. Can we progress well in the fall season? This situation. Um, guys? I think for Red was on a short contract." He is. Yeah. He is, yeah. I don't know if that's public knowledge, but yeah, he is. Not. Yeah, so he's on, the, they're both just here for the spring uh, when the international transfer window opens up. Who knows? But you know what? That means, does that mean money coming in for us? Right? Do we get money? The contracts are where we wouldn't get. We win money only if they're under contract? Yeah. Re sign these guys. Yeah. Get what you can for them, or like, I'd love to see De Young Vered stay. Um, but honestly, we would have to replace them, right? Because well, sure our, our bench is pretty short as it is. Yeah, I mean, we can't just lose two players. Well, two players of that quality too, right? Yeah. yeah so we, have, we have a short. We have a short. I roster. counted the players, and it was like twenty-one or twenty-two. But twenty-three there's a, altogether. But there's a lot of injuries. Oh yeah. So, I, apparently, only two of them are long-term. But yeah, we're in rough shape. I think like other teams have twenty-four. Like twenty four was the smallest I saw, and then they have players that they can just bring up at any time. So yeah, it'd be definitely be a big, big loss to lose uh, either or both of those guys. But it does uh, present you the opportunity to bring more someone else in that will fit fit the team. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just gonna take a quick break. We're just gonna talk about the PLSQ really quick because uh, Fury Academy season's gonna start next week. And we're going to talk about FC Edmonton and winning that Voyager's Cup. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and don't forget to rate us. Okay, welcome back. We're just going to talk quickly about uh, PLSQ kicked off, uh, which is uh, Division Three Canadian Soccer in Quebec, similar to League One Ontario in Ontario. Um, Ottawa Fury Academy have a team coached by Darko Buser and what's Nicholas' last name? I don't remember. Tesla? Tesla, yeah, Nicholas <laughs> Tesla. He's an electrifying coach. But uh, we have two guys uh, from the Red Star Belgrade system running our academy, and I can't be happier about that. Uh, and really good results so far uh, in just a year. Um, so we start next week, but this week uh, on Saturday, Lakeshore, SC, they beat Longuelle, Club de Soccer Longuelle, 4-1. to one. Yeah, so Lakeshore Lake scoring goals. And uh, the other game on Saturday was Blainville, drew uh, Longuelle, just 1-1. Uh, one, one. And that's the new team in the league, Longuelle. So well, hopefully we can get some results against them. And then our across-the-river rivals, uh, one at home, FC Gatineau beat out Mount Royal Tremont, 2-0. Defending champs, Mount Royal. Yeah, yeah. And, a team that can't get their own logo. They've stole one from Italy. But well. yeah, so I wonder why that is. <laughs> the very first uh, Ottawa Fury game is on the road. It is against the defending mm-hmm. champs. So it's May fifteenth, five PM, uh, CS Mount Royal. So it's gonna be right downtown Montreal. And uh, but they're 
0-1-1, right? They lost FC Gatineau, so maybe a result. Um, they usually play a web feed, and it's usually better quality than the NASL web feeds. Uh, RDS also does the games online, and uh, the quality is quite good, and, and the football is, is, is interesting. So if you get a chance, maybe uh, maybe check RDS's site or the Fury site on the 15th, and you'll be able to see the future of the Ottawa mm -hmm. Fury and know the players and stuff before they get called up. So if there is a feed, we'll post that on the Twitter link, eh? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. We'll follow that for you. We'll do the work. We don't have a game. We don't have a game coming up on this weekend, so you have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We do have a home game for the Academy, and their first home game is May 22nd at Algonquin. And you probably won't be there because... We play Jacksonville at 2. So... The same day. Wow, same that, was, day, that was poor planning. Same day, same time. This so, happens about four or five times <sighs> this year. It's the schedules don't change. Yeah, what I was thinking, why don't they just reschedule this game to be right after... Or before. Uh, yeah, well, before it might be a training, like, because they have to do warm-ups and all that. After would be perfect, because you've got all the people there, all the fans there from Fury FC yeah. game, like the first team, and yeah. they can stay and watch the academy. Yeah. That would be great support for them. Send half security home, keep one concession open, make a little extra money. I or, know. Or have them play at Algonquin, just have them play them on Saturday. Or yeah. a different time. Because there, there, there is a little bit of crossover, people that go to both. Mm systems and i and also there's people that work for the academy that help out with the first team so and i know there's a podcast that likes to talk about them <laughs> and <laughs> likes to see all the games yeah so so that's the first game so we'll, we'll keep you updated maybe something will change but that right now that's the official time it'd be nice if it was a little later though in the day or the day before so the big one yep fc edmonton voyager's cup 9 p.m wednesday may 18th 7 p.m. Well, 7, 7 p.m. Oh, if you're in Edmonton. But, 7 p.m. <laughs> but, mountain time. But who cares sorry. about Edmonton, right? Like sorry. 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So. Edmonton is still there. Yes. It has not burned out. No, it hasn't. Thank goodness. And uh, so we're going to be doing a viewing party uh, at Cantina Sur on Bronson. And actually collecting money for the Red Cross. So if you're a. Uh, a lot of us, like, well, Kendra and I are from Alberta, but, like, there's lots of reasons to uh, donate those, you know. A lot of people have, uh, from Stony Monday Ride, for sure, maybe from Bytown Boys, too, but they have uh, relatives in Fort McMurray, and there's connections of uh, people who have friends in Fort McMurray. Um, all the reports that we're hearing is that these uh, relatives and friends are safe and have evacuated, so that's fantastic, but... Um, we also want to, you know, support our fellow Canadians. You know, they're going through a rough time. We don't want to just... But we don't want to cheer for FC Edmonton. Well, exactly. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, There's a we'll fine give, line there. give money instead. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, but in all seriousness, like, uh, doesn't have to be through anything related to soccer. Maybe uh, donate a little extra cash for the Red Cross this month. And it'd be, be good. So this game Only is... Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah. And support the rebuilding of the city. <laughs> yeah. So, game's at 9 p.m. It's going to be streamed. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern. No, uh, no, no. They're not playing at... F yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Not bad. <laughs> so, it's going to be streamed on the Canada Soccer site, the first two, two games in the uh, early round of the Voyager's Cup. And so you can catch that there. The winner plays Vancouver June first and eighth. Is it so much for for TSN to have, show those two games? Is it that hard? Is it that no. much of a like? What are they showing instead? Yeah, I don't. Curling highlights. Darts. Well, probably yeah. NBA playoffs. Right? Oh, I mean NBA. They have playoffs. like five channels. You know, four of those channels are playing the exact same thing. That's true. It's Sports Center. Sports Center at eleven. Sports Center at eleven thirty. Sports Center at twelve. Yeah, it'd be nice uh, to get that national exposure for the early rounds. But hey, TSN picked it up when uh, Sportsnet. I'm assuming they pay for it. Yeah, probably. So, so the sponsor's a big deal about this. Like uh, Amway is the sponsor, and that's one of the bigger sponsors. What's the other one? Nutella? Well, the Neutralite. The Neutralite? 
But Neutralite's an Amway company. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I'm pretty sure. Doing there. I didn't even know before uh, the Fury started, I didn't even know Amway even worked in Canada. Yeah, you think it'd be illegal, right? Yeah, but MLS is in Canada, so Amway yeah. <laughs> can be in Canada as well. Um, so the finals this year are either June 21st, 22nd, or June 28th, 29th. Depends who makes it to the finals and how they have to accommodate their schedules. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, you know a little bit of the history about the Cup? Does anyone want to indulge? I know we've been really bad the last few years. That's better. Yeah, we... And I remember Edmonton getting completely screwed over in Montreal. Yes. And traditionally, it was, like, always the winner of the USL, because there was three Canadian... Well, four Canadian USL teams for a while. And they would play each other just in regular league USL games. And then whoever would had the best record out of those games would get the Voyager's Cup. And I think it's important to just... Any new listeners... That haven't been listening over the years. The Voyagers Cup was made by the Voyagers, the fans of the national team, who literally pulled together like $5 here, $10 there, a couple big donations, and they got the trophy made in Winnipeg. And it was, it's not that fancy of a trophy, but it means a lot because it was a, something for us, you know, in a time when soccer was not very popular, it wasn't looking very good for soccer fans in Canada. And they came up with this trophy for this tournament. And it's just grown from there. <coughs> so what we're going to have is like someday this is going to be a big open cup of like, you know, 100 teams maybe. And we're just in the early stages of it now. Yeah, it would be nice, it would be nice to see League One Ontario, PLSQ teams. Yeah. Teams like that. Yeah, and teams from the West as well. So what happened last time these two teams went head to head? Well, this was in league play. And our last meeting with Ottawa versus FC Edmonton was in Edmonton, and we lost 2-0 on April like 24th. Minus 5 or something out there, too. Yes. Yeah, if you're remembering, uh, Paul Daglish mentioned before on the clip, we said it was said it was the worst performance of the year, and I completely agree. It was absolutely terrible. Anytime you lose Edmonton, it's terrible. What, what, <laughs> what happened in the, uh, in the, like, just Voyager's Cup, though? Oh, last year we lost six to two in aggregate. Oof! So two back to back three one losses. Ouch! Wow. But but in the V Cup we tied right. But overall it was six two. Yeah, in two thousand fifteen. Oh okay. So three wins, three draws, and four losses against FC Edmonton total. Total. No. So that's league play and and Voyager. yeah, that's everything. The last three years. Yeah. One draw, three losses, and the. The four V Cup. So they're ahead of us by one game right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to keep an eye on this all-time record because it's important that we're better than Edmonton. Very important. So Edmonton has some uh, injuries, right? In the, but not very many. They have one yeah, or two. Not as much as us. Rodales. Oh, the midfielder. Yeah. That's it. So we got to keep an eye on Keegan. Yeah, Keegan's doing well. He's probably going to. I think he's going to end up as being one of the better strikers in the league at the end of the year. Does those looping headers. Yes. Yes. Albert Watson's been having a really good season so far. Um, so Captain Niasi is still always dangerous. Uh, Correa is a pretty good midfield. So. Yeah. Is he playing full 90s, Korea? I don't know. Uh, I could be wrong. I haven't seen a lot of them in games. But, yeah, it's always, it's always fun when these two teams match up. It's not the rivalry because each team kind of likes either team. It's kind of weird. We hate you. Wink, wink. <laughs> There's some smack talk going on, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek smack talk. Kind of. Yeah. They're not, yeah, we're not like you. It's kind of like pulling the girl's hair at uh, <laughs> <laughs> like grade school when you had a crush on her. Kind of thing. So you're saying you have a crush on FC Edmonton? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like the Canadian teams have to, you know, Canadian teams have to stick together, and except for in the Voyager's Cup. <laughs> we can oh yeah, them. we got to get by know. them in this. So, so two Wednesday nights. Uh, the big one at Lansdowne will be the twenty fifth, I believe. Uh, next Wednesday, yeah. which is the eighteenth, actually. Oh right, because it's the eleventh tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eighteenth is at Lansdowne. Get your tickets. Night game. Night. Yes. Night, night games at Lansdowne. The best thing ever. Yes. Uh, first time we've played the second leg here in Ottawa. We played the second leg 
both times in Edmonton. But so, since our nice run last year, getting to the soccer ball. We, uh, so we had the higher higher table last year, so we get the advantage. Yep. All right, see? This is why Tim is, like, he knows this, this stuff. why he keeps me around. Oh. Not just my sexy voice. Mm-hmm. The, okay. other, the other thing we should mention is that if you want to go to that game um, and sit with the supporters, tickets are going to be on sale for $10. This is a $5 discount from regular games. $10 to sit in the supporter section, or rather stand in the supporter section um, for this game. So please. That is cheaper than supporter season ticket. Yeah. It's also cheaper than a beer at the stadium. I was just going to say. ten seventy five. Wow. So, will there be discounts on beer as well? Well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do that. No, I don't think they do that. But yeah, $10. That's great to see a Voyager's Cup game. That's going to be a big deal. Uh, so, I got nothing else to add. You guys have anything before we wrap up? No. Uh, Fury don't play next week on the weekend. So, if you're looking for the game and it's off the air, they're not playing. Yeah. So, come to these Voyager Cup games. Like, watch the one on TV. Or come to the viewing party, Cantina Sur, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Lansdowne, 7 p.m. the week after on the 18th. You can find us on Twitter, OIT Fury, and our Gmail address is? I don't know. <laughs> Ours is the Fury Podcast at gmail.com. See, that was his impression of me. And you can find us on iTunes, all your favorite podcatchers. Thanks so much. See you next week. Doodle. talk to you about a special opportunity to increase your earning potential. What? I, I thought you just wanted to hang out. Yes, but this is a great, unique opportunity to increase your, your household income over the next five years. That sounds good. Carry on. What do you have? <laughs> Amway. Bye, Amway, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>